Well, good morning. It's good to have you tuning in again. 89.1 FM radio out of Lorain, Ohio. And uh, kind of sandwiched here between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but we're very glad we'll be able to get this show together. And uh, I'm here in uh, the studio here with David Abood, my good friend and assistant. David, Great to be here you? with you, John. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, first snowfall of the year. Yes. I, I don't know, was it four or five inches? It's beautiful out there, especially yeah. given how it's clinging to the trees because we had that rain earlier. That's right. It's just gorgeous. Whenever I see this snow, I'm always reminded in Isaiah where it's, the Lord says, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Right. Though they be as crimson, they shall be like wool. Mm-hmm. But the snow covers, and of course you think of forgiveness that God offers, no matter what depravity and what sin a person was in, God covers it all, you yes. know, and the snow is a constant reminder of that. And so yes. that's one of the reasons I like living in Cleveland. I like the four seasons. You know, I, I um, like the seasons too, but uh, I always struggled with winter. And then when you and I started to get closer, you brought up that uh, that visual for me. And now it's it's just a wonderful visual. The when you think too. about all the imperfections that is covered with our walk with Christ and what he did on the cross exactly for us. Right. So yeah, it's a, it's a different way to look at yeah. it. It's a wonderful way. So here we are, uh, Thanksgiving last week and Christmas mm-hmm. just a couple weeks away. Uh, of course, I love this time of the year because, you know, uh, autumn is finished, winter's just coming in. Yeah. Thanksgiving is followed by Christmas, is followed by New Year's. And I think there's something to that sequencing. We come together with the family, we give thanks, yeah. you know, good food and fellowship together. And then we anticipate Christmas, which of course celebrates the incarnation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then seven days later, we're launching into a new year. So it's like thanking God and then believing in God that he visited this planet, the person of Jesus Christ. And then because of that, we now go into the new year and celebrate Mm -hmm. the new year. So I always like that kind Mm -hmm. of sequencing. But today, you know, thinking about Thanksgiving, we're going to be talking a lot about what does the Bible say about Thanksgiving and gratitude? And what's interesting, it actually has a lot to say. But not only the Bible and Christian resources. But in the secular world, out in the world today, there's a lot of these studies going on at great institutions like the University of Southern California and the Princeton mm-hmm. on the whole idea of gratitude yes. and how it affects one's well-being. Right Now, this comes out of this study of what they call happiness uh, research studies, which mm-hmm. looks at uh, relationships, what is happiness. Uh, they try to do scientific studies on it. But this one on gratitude, I know you did some research on this, David, yep. but uh, the one, the, you go on, you search it out on like There's five books on gratitude. There's a lot, yeah. One's on the called subject. The Psychology of Gratitude. Mm-hmm. The other is the book, is a best-selling book. It's just called Thanks. And uh, it's uh, how the new science of gratitude can make you happier. And this, again, by your guy, Robert Emmons. Yeah. But he says, by having a continual... Um, attitude of gratitude it can actually affect uh, uh, our happiness level reduces mm-hmm. depression increases energy yeah. gives us a higher self-esteem we tend to sleep better and we're more uh, giving you know in terms of uh, sharing yes. because gratitude takes the eyes off yourself and puts it on in others you know first and foremost God as we're going to see scripturally speaking but also on others on parents on friends on siblings that then you and you you don't think yourself as being entitled or victimized or I don't look at what I lack but I look at what I have 
So it's a really interesting study that's going on in the world today. Yeah. And as usual, it all their final findings all come back to what the Bible says, basically. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Right. And uh, we're going to look at that and touch on that. But I just want to start out with this one verse and then turn it over to you, David. But it says, why should we be grateful people? And it says this in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse uh, 18. It says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it says, in everything. doesn't say for everything you give thanks, but in everything. Even in this COVID environment mm -hmm. we're going through and difficulties. Well, we're not grateful for the COVID, but we are thankful that even through this, we still have these relationships and we still have one another and we still have a God who promised never to leave us nor forsake us. There's a lot of things we should look at. and But if you want to know the will of God, a lot of people say, well, what's the will of God for my life? Well, this is a good starting point. In everything, give mm -hmm. thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So a good place to start getting in God's will is to be uh, have this attitude of gratitude. Yeah. So, John, yeah, as you said, the giving of thanks is truly biblical. Mm -hmm. And it goes way back to Noah, even in the book of Genesis. You know, as you remember, as soon as the earth was dry after the flood, Noah and his family were able to leave the ark, and they built an altar and gave thanks to worship God. Right. And, it's... you know, you, you see it even starting there. But, you know, the, the other thing that, that we talked about in previous shows is how spiritual, how believing Christians are founding fathers and mothers were for the United States. And, you know, I, I picked up two quotes. When you look after the revolution, our first official presidential proclamation issued in America was by George Washington in 1789, where thanks, he had a Thanksgiving message to the people of the U.S. He recommended to the people that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of his country. And then one more, Abraham Lincoln, who's one of my favorite presidents. Later, when the Constitution was severely tested in the Civil War, Lincoln also issued another Thanksgiving proclamation, and he, he says here, I do therefore invite my fellow citizens to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our uh, ben, uh, beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens, and I recommend to fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility in the union. So, so he started the Thanksgiving yes. holiday right. mm -hmm. formally, and yeah. he's doing that in the midst of a civil war. Yeah. And we think we have it hard now with no COVID. No kidding. Yeah. You know, but he could find some reason yeah. for the American people to give thanks. Absolutely. And when, well, you think of the first Thanksgiving in uh, 1621 yeah. with the Mayflower coming over, and almost 50% of the passengers on that ship died on that ship. Yes. And so then they came off. They had a terrible winter. Yes. Finally, they were able to get a harvest. But they, but they took three days in 1621. What's that? Almost 400 years ago. Yeah. In the midst of hardship, hardship to give thanks to God. Yeah, the, and I the, think that's right. a lesson for us today, Dave. Boy, is it ever. You know. You're right. I mean, you know, that you take a look back at the pilgrims and the founding fathers as early as Noah in Genesis Man, we we have lost our stride with that, mm. and I, I think with all of the uh, technology today 
and everything else were so high. Man, it's so high pitched, and and you know the energy level is so fast. Everything is so fast. We forget the basics. But as you brought up um, from that UC uh, Davis Medical Center uh, report that you were referring to with uh, Dr. Emmons, yes, you know it is clear that a person's mindset affects the body biochemistry, especially factors related to heart disease. And gratitude, Emmons writes. Gratitude blocks toxic emotions such as envy, resentment, regret, and depression, which can destroy our happiness. It's impossible to feel en- envious and grateful at the same time. Yeah, that's no, that's true, a good point. <laughs> I think that you bring up a very good yeah, point. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, we pursue happiness. You know, that's one of right. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is one uh-huh. of the foundational pillars of uh, America. But to pursue happiness... We don't often think about gratitude yeah. and a spirit of thanksgiving, but that's so important because, because why? Culture tends to have us focus on what we lack. That's why you need a new, improved, better, whatever, yeah. soap detergent, car, <laughs> house, more than, well, yeah. the Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. But part of that contentment is not looking at what I don't have, right. but looking at what I do have. And I think that that really changes. And you brought up by Dr. Emmons yeah. that that actually has a psychological effect on our on our on our body, on our mind. Do you want me to read some of the yeah, quick yeah, stats certainly. before we get into the Bible? Mm-hmm. Keeping a gratitude. So you know, they the this is the University UC Davis Medical Center, which is highly regarded, and Emmons is one of the leaders when it comes to the science of gratitude. They I think they studied at several hundred patients over a few years. And these were a couple of uh, the stat results that he uh, published. Keeping a gratitude diary for two weeks produced sustained reductions in perceived stress by 28%, and depression by 16% in healthcare practitioners. Wow. Gratitude is related to 23% lower levels of stress for your hormones. Practicing gratitude led to 7% reduction in biomarkers of inflammation in patients with congestive heart failure. I'll read a couple more. Dietary fat intake is reduced by as much as 25% when people are keeping a gratitude journal. (laughs) Grateful people have 16% lower diastolic blood pressure and 10% lower systolic blood pressure compared to those less grateful. Let's see, is there one more? Two, two gratitude activities, counting blessings and writing a gratitude letter, reduce the risk of depression in at-risk patients by 41% over a six-month period. So basically he's saying there that you write a gratitude letter to people and send it off on a okay. regular basis. Yeah. He also wants you to keep a ledger. Is yes. That, yeah. You know, John, you brought that up to me, and I've done it sporadically, but you, you talked about having this uh, journal... Uh, you know, you can call it the gratitude list or just, you know, what what God is doing in my life. Right. And when you pray, then then kind of showing the response and, you know, how he answers your prayers. Exactly and, right. Man, I, and, and when I do do it, That's it's just amazing. Yeah, you have one there. Yeah. So, um, and, and I know it. you told me when, when you were raising the kids in Thailand, you did it. Yeah, yeah and, specifically and, prayer. Right. Yeah. And the kids were a part of that. So that's something that I, you know, after preparing for the show, I realized, you know, that was a great thing and I need to get back to that. I mean, I know I know somebody that they actually keep a 
journal with pictures ah. and clippings of what they're grateful for. <laughs> it could be parents, their house, their job, the car, the friends they make, yeah. walking in the park, being close to the lake where you can go down to the beach. But just, you know, a f yeah. picture of a favorite restaurant or receipt from a baseball game they went to. Just so we can fill our minds with, like, once again, it's not what we don't have, yeah. but it's what we do have. Yeah. You know, especially when you think of the Lord. We're going to look at a parable. I'm not a parable, a miracle in Luke chapter 17. This is the uh, Luke chapter 17, um, where um, maybe, I don't know if you're there, David, but Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 11, is this famous parable where Jesus heals these 10 lepers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, I have it. Okay, you can read. Let's uh, just read, if you will, from, uh, mm -hmm. go from 11 to 14. Sure. Jesus heals 10 men with leprosy. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, two men who had leprosy met him. Oh, excuse me, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Okay, some yeah. important things here. Number one, uh -huh. um, notice they uh, these lepers are far off. What I've seen lepers when I lived in Southeast Asia, they are like uh, they're not allowed close mm -hmm. to the city, or the, they, they think they're it's going to be easily caught. You can't catch leprosy that easily, quite honestly. But they, then they're um, they don't look. They might be deformed in some capacity. They tend to be beggars, so they're outside the city. They're very much looked down on. They have very little of life's goods really i mean they really suffer yeah. but then when jesus goes by um they say jesus master have mercy on us notice they know that jesus can help them in some that that's what we have to start with <clears throat> no what our plight in life is realize jesus can help us and when he saw them he said to them go show yourselves to the priest and as they went they're all made clean but notice what it says in verse 15 and one of them when he saw he was healed returned with a loud voice glorified god and fell down on his face at his feet this is a sign of mm -hmm. worship okay and yeah. jesus never refuses worship giving him thanks and it was a samaritan see this was not one of the um israelites the people of god at this time this was a uh, something that was actually looked down upon he's not only a leper he was a samaritan but he's the one that came to give thanks. Yeah. And that's that's one out of ten. Yeah. You got a ten percent return on this miracle. <laughs> and Jesus answered and said, Ten percent showed up. Yep. Were there not ten cleansed, but where are right. the nine? And were were they not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, Arise, get up, go your way, your faith has made you well. Notice, why do you think the others nine didn't come back to give thanks? You know, I, I, I think it's it's akin to, to the way we are today. We're so busy. We get so distracted. Uh, but again, you know, we were talking about the... We, we brought up Noah. We brought up the founding fathers. Even when they were uh, going through huge challenges on a regular basis, they would, they would pray. They would be thankful to seek wisdom and guidance from their heavenly father and to, you know, uh, to worship him. Yeah. And to show, you know blessings you know how blessed we are i just think it's you know fast forward to today people just forget 
they their for, blessings. And that they're they distracted. They what's been done for them, and they're completely distracted. So I, I often think... Which is one of the enemy's uh, tools, right? Yeah. Yeah. I often think, like, somebody that had a major need in their life, maybe a healing, maybe a right. career move, maybe a problem with a child, maybe whatever, and they pray and they get others to pray, and they see a breakthrough, mm -hmm. okay? And they just, they can't hardly believe it. They said... But, like you say, a month goes by, two months go by. They were very happy they got that breakthrough. Right. But they forget. They, they very much want the gift, but they forget the giver. Yes. And they focused on the gift. Yeah. And they don't realize that <clears throat> by thanking God, mm -hmm. you're acknowledging his, his hand in all this situation that yes. you saw in answer to prayer. And that actually strengthens your faith. Because you're saying, you did this, I didn't do this. And that's why Jesus says to the man, your faith has made you well. Yes. You see? But I yes. do think there's, there could be a lot of people out there that see, they really seek the Lord at a time of need, like these guys, and uh, they see something that happened, a breakthrough, an answer to prayer, a miracle, healing, whatever. But then six months later, are they thinking about God? Are they thanking God? Um, are they serving God? Maybe not. You know. Yeah, like these, and you're right. And uh, John, I think gratitude helps us see God more clearly too in our lives you know you look at james 1 16 17 where he writes do not be deceived my beloved brothers every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights you know i think it opens our spiritual eyes uh and you know it, it we're doing what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to show focus and show glory to god on a regular basis right like like corinthians 4 15 and as god's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. What happens when that happens? When that happens, we get more gifts. Right. You know, we get more blessings because we're following the, what's the number one commandment? Love the Lord that God <laughs> right. with all thy heart, soul, strength, and, and mind. And so, and, and I think this forces us to do it um, in a crazy world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you see this, this idea that we call upon God, he yeah. answers us, and our response should be um, that we now worship God or tell mm -hmm. others about mm -hmm. him. I mean, if you look at Psalm 116, okay. he, he talks about kind of like these lepers where he calls upon God. Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2? Uh -huh. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. So here he's saying, like these leprous men, or like anybody that's in a situation, they call on the mm -hmm. Lord, we're seeking God's help, mm -hmm. God's favor, God's blessing. But as a result of that, look what it says in verse 12. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Notice that. What shall I? What What can I give back gratitude. to the Lord? All I can give gratitude. Yeah. I can give thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I can give praise. See how that cycle yeah moves yeah and uh here's the thing even unbelievers god blesses them in right. the sense that yeah. they get rain and they get um uh protection they just mm -hmm. don't know it you see yeah. they, they, they just like it's almost like a child that never mm -hmm. thanks his parents for anything yeah just totally like the right. prodigal son right. he just i just yeah. want the inheritance yeah. money yeah. you know but once you know it you think wow even the fact that we we walked in here on our own accord we have bibles in our own language we have access to good food. We got homes. We got families. We got friends. We got businesses. I mean, these are, this this is unbelievable. You know, when you think 
it can all be taken away. But to be thankful, here's the thing, what a friend of mine used to say, to be thankful is to be thankful. Yeah. If you think, you'll be thankful. You know, um, and, and what I mentioned before too, Jen, is, um, you know, the envy, uh, always trying to get the next thing uh, accomplished or the next material thing. Uh, I, I think it's so true that, you know, gratitude helps you stop that push forward and you're just content with what you have. Yeah. And and that's that's a big challenge for all of us. I mean, I'll just speak for myself because you're you want to provide for your kids in a way your parents didn't mm -hmm. and and your wife. And, you know, so you're you're constantly going after that. What's next? You know, what car? Uh, what house, you know, clothes, um, whatever it is, uh, next trip. Um, and, and I think it's so important that when we do give, it, when we think this way, I, I think it brings us back to basics. Yeah, I think you're right. Where, where you're happy with just having the food you need to eat on the table and the shelter over your head. And, yeah. and your, your walk with, with, with God. Yeah, I, and you know, Jesus said an interesting thing once, I believe it's also in Luke, where he says, Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed like this little flower. Mm -hmm. So now when you think about what he's saying there, Solomon was, was the, his monarchy yeah, was I a high watermark. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you had Saul, mm -hmm. and then that was not a good one. David, well, he was fighting a lot of battles. He had a lot of dysfunction in his family. But Solomon, he came, he had the wealth, he had the uh, influence, mm -hmm. he had everything. Yeah. And... Jesus says, if you could see all that spectacular mm -hmm. possessions he had, that couldn't even equal the glory of this little flower mm -hmm. that you almost stepped in. And it tells me, How like, is that? stop yeah. for the flowers in your yeah. life. Mm -hmm. You know, a friendship, a child that's at school, uh, a warm meal, yeah. a get-together with friends, mm -hmm. learning something, mm -hmm. starting a business. Yeah. I mean, just... just Again, one of our problems is we go so fast yeah. in our culture. You know, somebody said, the problem with us Americans, we know the price of everything but the value of nothing. You know, yeah. like, remember Carly Simon's song? Yeah. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. You take paradise and you put up a parking lot. I remember that song. Then you well, build a tree museum <laughs> yeah. and you, call, <laughs> you make people pay $5 to come exactly. and see them. Exactly. Yeah. But it is true. Yeah. You don't know what you got till right. it's gone, and it's, that's Heck especially yeah. true with us who have experienced loss of a parent or a friend. Or so. you think, "Wow, I really wish they could be here one more day. We could hang out mm -hmm. or go out to get a meal mm -hmm. together." But you know, but now that you have it, be mindful of that, and then be thankful for that. I think that's a big, big. You're right, and and I think um, one of our favorite apostles, Paul, when he when he was instructing the church. At Philippi uh, in Philippians 4 6, he writes, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be, be made known to God. You know, I, I think we get anxious because we're not grateful. And and we have so much coming at us about what we have to do, you know, what, what our chore list is, what we're trying to accomplish. I don't know about you, but that builds a lot of anxiety in me and a lot of stress that I shouldn't be taken on, especially if I'm claiming to be a follower of Christ, I'm supposed to have his peace. And, you know, and, and I think that's one of the gifts of giving gratitude is if we want the Prince of Peace gift yeah, of right. peace, 
I think you can find it because I notice when I give gratitude, I seem to forget about everything else yeah. that, that I'm that I'm struggling with or that I'm anxious about. Yeah, you bring up a good point because we looked at the first uh, in Thessalonians, First Thessalonians five, where it says, "This is the will of God that you give thanks." So we got that piece. But here's the other piece: How many want to be anxious free? How many mm-hmm. How many want to reduce your level of anxiety? Mm-hmm. Well, what's what does God say? You just read it. Let, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Yeah. With thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, again, do you want to reduce your level of anxiety? I mean, we're all temple mm-hmm. to be anxious at given times, but to reduce that, it gives us uh, instructions here. Let your request, and then it says the benefit of that, verse 7, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, that's our human understanding, will guard, not just come in, but guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, in our day and age, we have to guard our hearts and minds because we're being assaulted. Yeah. You know, I mean, just if you turn on TV with the news programs, alert and this many thousands and this, it like builds fear. Mm -hmm. Well, here God is offering us, he doesn't want us as his children to be living in anxiety all the time. So he's saying, here, here's the instructions. Yes. So number one in Thessalonians, mm-hmm. giving thanks mm-hmm. is, is God's will for us. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's like you say, here's a, ra- a way to reduce the level of anxiety mm-hmm. by being thankful. Because why are people anxious? Because they don't have something they think they need or they lost it. Or, or their schedule is too busy. Too busy. You know, they're doing too much. And, uh, and, and they continue to, to up that ante uh, to, to get ahead in life. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a challenge for me. I, I've been a, an entrepreneur since, you know, I was 15 years old. And it's a constant challenge about when do you stop working? You know, when do you, uh, you know, it, it, it's a challenge. Yeah. It, you know, and, and I know I'm not alone. You know, but John, I was just sitting here and I was thinking about the people that could be listening that have lost their job during this COVID. Uh, they're struggling to put food on the table. How do we talk to them about gratitude? Well, that, I think that's a very good question, David. And, and you know, uh, normally we would actually have phone calls when we're in the yeah, studio. Right. But, yeah, But you're right. I mean, it's, there's no easy, we'll just do this. and this. Mm-hmm. But here's a couple things. Um, we still have each other. Yeah. You know, and one of the things COVID has done is it forced us to come back literally into the home. Right. Um, we still, thank God in America, still have adequate food mm-hmm. supply. We still, generally speaking, have access to medical uh, yeah. care to a degree. Um, th- the other thing is, is again, as a, as a Christian, the importance of being in connection with just two or three small groups like we get together or listen to Christian radio, you know, like this, or mm-hmm. if you're in mm-hmm. Cleveland, yeah. 103.3, yeah. Moody, yeah. Um, music. Music has capacity to lift one's soul. Yeah. Uh, memorize scripture. Yes. Uh, do something, like you say, when we're distracted in the normal, everyday, non-COVID world. Well, maybe this is time that you want to study something or develop a hobby or uh, start an internet business. In other words, mm-hmm. again, it, it don't look what you don't have. What is it that I do have? Well, maybe I have more time now. To, 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 mm-hmm. to be with my grandchildren or my children, or maybe I can write more, you know. Well, you know, and I still saw a stat that there's 22 million people that have lost their uh, careers during mm. this uh, incredibly historic times. 
this pandemic. And, um, you know, they're saying it's going to be several years before those will able to be recouped. Um, and, you know, I, I'm thinking through uh, the listeners and, you know, the ones that, that we just mentioned. And I think your, your point is well taken, John, about locating a church and being around people in a church, because even those that that connection to the church, whether it's you need you know shelter or food or clothing, or you need other people to help care for your family, it's all right there. Right and so that is a gift that we have as followers. And even if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ yet, uh, the doors of the church are open for you. And you know it's it's a walk, but they're open for you. So. You know, I'd recommend you you try and find a church near you, Very because good. especially if you if you are struggling to find, you know, gratitude in your life, the church is there. Maybe that's where you pray and you get you'll see the gratitude that comes from that relationship. You you bring up a good point there because we just several months ago did the seven churches in the right. Book of Revelation. Yeah. Now they were going through yeah. this. This would be mild. This mm-hmm. COVID thing we're going through. They were going through persecution and loss of employment. And they were being hunted down and, and seeing people, friends, being yeah. martyred, killed. Right. You know, they was very, very horrific. Yeah. But how can they, Paul's in prison and he's saying, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. This guy's in prison facing yeah. death. Well, I think it was like lessons for us today that if they went through that, yeah, we are going, you cannot minimize we're going through a difficult time. Yes. It's affected no. everything Every, from, oh, from yeah. health uh, mm-hmm. to businesses to mm-hmm. schooling to everyday life, to, to just get together, fill, fill to, in the blank, yes, fill in the blank. Yep. But like you said, we can still be part of a church, even though it might be virtual or through Zoom or through small group, less 10 or less people, but the church doors are still open. They have food pantries they want to help. But the thing is, you don't want to wait for a crisis to be part of a church because if yes. you're a Christian, that's already mandated. It's not like a suggestion, mm-hmm. like you should really belong to a church. It's like, Jesus says, I will build my church, okay, in the gates of hell. He, he doesn't say that so that we can sit and think, maybe I should be part of a church, maybe I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be part of it, be all in. Yeah. Learn to serve and be part of it. And if you're in a time of need, church will help you yeah. in a practical yeah. way. So it's a good point, David. Yeah. Um, I want to look at this one verse uh, in, sure. the, the, in Colossians chapter 2. It's Colossians chapter 2. Uh, very, very good uh, information that Paul is sharing here in verse 6. Um, you, go ahead, you go ahead and read okay, it. Okay, you want me to read it? Yeah. He says, verse 6, Colossians. As you therefore have received Christ, in other words, you become a Christian. You, you know, receive, that says in John chapter 1, to as many as received him, to them he gave the power and the privilege to become a child of God. So if you're a believer, therefore now he says, do what? Walk in him. That, In other words, Live for him. Your behavior, your conduct, live for him. And then he says, be rooted, be built up in him, be established. See those three verbs? Yes. Rooted yeah. is a plant term, you know, organic plant, like a tree rooted. Built up is building with a firm foundation. Established means you're firm, okay, in the faith as you have been taught. That's how we get strong is being taught. Abounding, just not static, but you're abounding in it with what? thanksgiving yeah see that yeah that's that's so important yeah as a believer is that we 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 move towards thanksgiving and gratitude and um well you know john uh, one of the things you know we covered the armor of god too and we talked about how does satan 
get into us? How can he, uh, how does he uh, create such chaos? And we always said it's between your ears. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what goes on right there between your ears, uh, in your head, and it's all, it's all of the uh, chaos that you hear coming into your ears. That that's that's where he really focuses, and so by giving gratitude, I think it's one of the clearest ways to block that nonsense from him. Oh, I think it's you're one right. of the clearest ways to block that nonsense, and I think you know that is one of the that's one of the supernatural tools God's given us. He's telling us how to block the enemy's attacks, and and this is one of the ways to do it, an important way. Yeah. yeah, you know, go way back to the Garden of Eden. Right. You know, right. Well, think about it. Adam and Eve, yeah. what their environment there, uh-huh. I mean, we can't even imagine what it was like. It was probably like a Maui on, on a, you know, stair, right. you know, just beautifully yeah. gorgeous. No Yet they have power right. and authority over all the animal kingdom. Right. And they don't have to work hard. They just have to tend the garden like a gentleman farmer or whatever. There weren't even any weeds there or anything yeah. to worry about at this point. Yeah. And so and then God tells them <laughs> yeah. just have a lot of children. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And so then the enemy comes yeah. and he says, Did God really say this? Right. And then he says, God is keeping something from you. See dis- yes. sat- see what I mean by yes. dissatisfaction? Mm-hmm. Should they have been grateful when what God had given them? They should oh have been eternally grateful. Everything was like pristine and perfect. But they sensed lack. Yeah. They allowed the enemy to put a sense of God's keeping this. I lack this mm-hmm. thing. I should uh, step across the line, so to speak, and get a hold of this. And then they, then we know what happened, you know. And then they, because of that idea of not being appreciative and thankful to God for yes. what He did give them, but allowing the enemy to say He didn't give you everything. You're lacking this. And, and yes, and so as as we just talked about, true gratitude for God and the abundance He gives us will protect us from the enemy's lies. Psalm 84.11 says, No good thing will be withheld from those who walk uprightly. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I like that. No good thing will be withheld from those who walk uprightly. He wants to give us everything. I mean, we're the ones that screwed it up. In the yeah, right. What else do you want? Yeah, right. So, you know, and I think with the gratitude, you will see that your prayers are answered more and more. It, it it's once you get into that rhythm, right, John? Yeah. I, I I hope that that comes across to everybody. I know that's hard to believe, but it's honestly the one of the key parts of the formula. And I think that, yeah. that that's why Christianity has been always noted yeah. for music and singing uh, and yeah. praise. If you turn, you're in Psalms. Look at Psalm 100. Uh, you know, um, this idea. Uh, we, we, we love these songs, Amazing Grace, How Great Thou Art, Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Uh, even I was coming uh-huh. to the Christmas season, you know, Silent Night and oh, Heart yep. the Herald Angels Sing. It, uh-huh. Gratitude and Thanksgiving move us off into song. And if you look at Psalm 100, uh, verse 1 and 2. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Then it says, he who has made us. See this uplifting kind of... But then it says, look at verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with With praise. praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. In other words, and then he says, his truth endures to all generations. See how it takes us 
once we start thinking about what he's given us and gratitude, it almost lifts us to song. I, you, you know, I, I, I honestly have just see the importance of that gratitude journal. You know, I'm kind of, you know, upset that I, I don't do that regularly, but it's, it is so important. And you talk about singing, um, you know, I think one of the, one of the best examples of that is the Red Sea, uh, oh, you know, yeah, passage, right. right? Pharaoh's armies, uh, you know, coming after them, the Israelites yeah, are on yeah. the run, and then you know, the, then, then the Red Sea parts, and you know, uh, his army is succumbed to the waves. And the first thing they do is uh, Moses and his sister Miriam sing a song, the Song of the Sea, mm-hmm. about the victory uh, from Exodus fifteen two. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. Right. Yeah. See, all the way through to the book of Revelation, you see this idea of God's people give thanks right. back to him. Yeah. Because we realize that he He holds our hand. You know, our life is in his hands. You know, right. I mean, the breath we take, the, yeah. the heartbeat that beats, the breath, the air we breathe, mm-hmm. it's it's his, you know, and he, he just gives us these good gifts. Now, do we appreciate that? Yeah. And, you know, that's another issue. But it is like that idea of that um, we should be giving him praise. I'm going to look at one. Since I'm in Psalm, I'm just sure. going to look at this right other ahead. one. And we'll start moving yeah. and bringing it to some closure. But nevertheless, Psalm 92, verse 1 says this. Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, and declare your right loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Do you see what he's saying here? Remember we said, why do you give thanks? Number one, it's in the will of God. Never that. Then you brought out anxiety. You want to mm-hmm. be less anxious, mm-hmm. be more thankful. Then yeah. it, we we it's a good thing to remember and give thanks. But here it says it's good to give thanks. It's just a good thing to do. No <laughs> kidding. And then that leads us to singing, to sing praises to the name of the Most High. And in the morning, put music on to love your love, declare your loving kindness in the morning, your faithfulness all day long. All day long, this idea of gratitude. And then he brings in the instruments. And then he says, Mm -hmm. verse 4, For you, Lord, have made me glad. Through your work, I will will triumph in the works of your hands. See that sense of victory, like a a spring in your step? That we believers, and I can't minimize difficulties. People around the world are going through difficult times. Even non-COVID, you're still suffering loss or hurt. But nevertheless, God has given us the resources, the instructions, mm-hmm. the capability. And if we're down, get with other believers who aren't down. You know, that's that's why we can encourage one another. You know, um, I've heard a lot of people say that, that they have, uh, I know there's uh, a good portion of people that have come to the Lord during these challenging mm-hmm. times, John, but I've also heard people say that they have left yes uh the lord too because they he, they don't understand how god could do this and allow this uh pain and suffering to go on as long as it has and i think that's really where we have to uh, convict ourselves and still look around and try and find some gratitude uh regardless of the situation um you know and, and it's it's what his will is you know mm-hmm. when we give gratitude we're squarely in his will. Right. Um, so 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Man, is that hard to think about 
when the world is caving in on your head. But you have to remember the key thing for us is the fact that he sent his son to die for our sins to give us eternal life. And that is that is really the capstone. That is the central core of our belief system. And regardless of what goes on, think about what he did for us. Plus, another yeah. thing, when people say that, where is God in these difficult times? Yep. If you look at the normal lifespan, let's yeah. say of 50 years, mm. there's 365 days in a year, right? Mm. So that 10 years, you're at 3,650. Right. 50 years, you're at roughly at 18,000 mm. days. Are the bulk majority of those days good or bad? Think about it. Yeah. Are the ball, did you get up in the morning? Yeah. Do you have a good. breakfast? Yeah. Good. Good. And now we're going through some days that aren't so good. Right. They're more difficult. Yeah. But what do we say? Do we thank him for all those good days or we blame him for these bad days? There you go. You see what I'm saying, yeah. David? Yeah. So my point being <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, this is probably the most unsettling time, I yeah. would think, since World War II. Oh, easily. You know, and, I, I would and think disruption you're right. and, yes. and business and yes. not in terms of loss of life. It's not going to come close no, to World War II. No. But nevertheless, it's, it's mm-hmm. troubling. It's, mm-hmm. But I always say, my friend says, when everything around you is changing, get with that which never changes. Yeah. The Word of God and the person of God. There it Jesus is, is the yeah. same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh-huh. And, and again, it comes back to what you said earlier about church and fellowship and community. You can have, you know, four people really going through depression, but if you're surrounded by 20 people that, that are still walking in victory and, and, you know, holding on to, they can help lift you up. Yes. Because later on, you might be strengthened to help that one that's, that needs that help now. And that that's a perfect, you know, in terms of wrapping up, you know, gratitude is our testimony too. Psalm 105.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Uh, When we thank God openly and acknowledge what he's done for us, you know, we're showing the world what he's done for us personally, as well as what he's done for the world. Exactly. And so I think the stronger Christians, this is where we have to come in and just kind of be an example for everyone else. And if we're losing touch with giving gratitude, you know, that's really where um, that's really where the concern comes exactly in. Exactly right. Yeah. I want to close on this. Maybe you might have a closing note too, David. But there's an interesting episode in Acts of the Apostles in chapter 14. And what is happening here, this is a missionary journey, Paul and Barnabas, uh-huh. and they come upon this basically a, a pagan village, town. Uh, these people worship the sun, the moon, the stars, spirit beings. Mm-hmm. But Paul heals this crippled man. And as a result of this, all the townspeople come out and they want to worship Paul and Barnabas like they're gods. Okay, and Paul says, when you come down here, um, verse 14, it's in chapter 14, it happens to be verse 14. When the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard this, that the people wanted to worship him for this miracle, they tore their clothes and ran among them and saying, men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you. And we preach to you that you should turn from useless things to the living God who made the heavens, the sea, the earth, and all. In other words, don't worship creation, the sun, the moon, the stars. Worship the creator. And then he says, who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own day, in their own ways. Now look at this. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without a witness in that he did good. That's to all people. He gave us rain from heaven fruitful seasons yeah. filling our hearts yeah. with food and gladness yep he rained he crops came up we don't think about it you know no. but they were so happy 
with these sayings, they could scarcely restrain the multitudes from yes. praising Paul. Yeah. But to just to look at what God has given us and then to move from that to gratitude to thanksgiving, I think it's a good time of the year to, to look at this topic. Oh, it's a great know? time. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I know that people out there are going through difficult times, and it's not easy. I'll close in prayer in a moment. But if you are, uh, I, I highly recommend just turning on the Christian radio, 89.1 yeah. uh, FM radio. If you're in Cleveland and you're out of reach, uh, you got well, 103.3. There's good teaching. There's music on these stations all day long. And be edified, but try to find that church home. Big church, little church, where they preach the gospel, where God is honored, he's prayed to on a daily basis, and they can help out. They can help out. So, Dave, I'm just going to close in prayer sure. and thank God for everything Wonderful. he's done for us. Yep. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that we can gather together. We thank you for the freedom we have in this country to have Bibles in our own language and to share on these radio waves. We ask a blessing this season on 89.1 FM radio, WNZN, for all they do throughout the year. Bless and meet all of their needs. Thank you for how you've moved this past year. And we do thank you, Lord. We are grateful people. We don't often look at the things you give us. We might look at the things we don't have and complain, but we should really look at your many, many blessings and thank you and praise you for it. I especially pray for those that are hurting, that are listening to this program this morning, maybe with out of work, difficult situations with school and education, or maybe you're sick, not with COVID, but maybe with other things. But we know, Lord, that you 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 hear and answer prayer. You promise you never leave us nor forsake us. So we just commit these people to your hands, Lord. You know their situations. Just to cause them to call upon you, Lord, and bring good people around them that can help them through this. So again, Lord, we're grateful people as we go to from Thanksgiving to Christmas and then the New Year. We do thank you, Lord, for your many, many blessings in all of our lives. And we pray that you would indeed bless us that we in turn can be a blessing to others. We pray all of these things for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, God bless, John. David. God bless everybody. Have a great week.